own podcast, my interviews with Curtis Steeler. If that name sounds familiar, it's because last year, while working with Vintage Syndrome, a company we still work for to this day, he did the impossible. He instructed a 1984 lost film called The New York Ninja, starring John Woo, and it, the film got released late last year, and it gained quite a following. Well, his actual forte is into atmospheric horror films, and his latest, The Dead Girl in Apartment 03, will be out this Tuesday. Enjoy the interview, guys. All right, Curtis Spieler, I am so honored to be on, um, speaking with you today about The Dead Girl of Apartment in Apartment 3. Um, before, just quickly before we get into that, I loved what you did with New York Ninja. I, I couldn't believe that you unearthed this movie and got it done, and great job on that one. Thank you. I appreciate that. So let's talk about The Dead Girl in Apartment 3. How did this come about? Where did you come up with the idea? Um, well, it's actually kind of an interesting story. Uh, it was never actually the movie that I set out to make originally. So uh, I teamed up with the producers, Frank Wibby and Nicholas Papazoglu. Nicholas, I've been working with for years. Frank was kind of new to the crew. We met in Connecticut. He was another local filmmaker. And we decided the three of us to get together to make a film. And we wrote, a, well, I wrote a script around a very specific location that I thought we would be able to get. And um, we had been talking to the owners and they had agreed and everything was good to go. So <clears throat> we scraped together the money. I wrote the script. And we were a few months out from production trying to figure everything out. And we lost that location. We just um, weren't able to make things work with the people that own the location. And everything was written around that. And so it was like, okay, well, what do we do now? You know, and we had the money together. And um, luckily, Frank had, uh, he, he had um, uh, properties in his family. And one of them was this apartment property and uh he showed it to me and he's like hey what do you think we can do here and it's interesting because i've i've actually always kind of wanted to write a horror movie set almost entirely within an apartment and i was like okay i think this could work so i was like give me like give me a few weeks to see if i can get like a first draft done and if i can make this work we will and so uh i went and i just banged away writing and uh came up with the first initial draft and showed it to everybody. And they were like, all right, this is good. Let's do it. And so we went right. <laughs> we went almost like directly into pre-production and then production after that. So oh, that was pretty quick. Yeah. Consider considering what you had, what you, you lost, what was, what was the original location, like a cabin or uh, the woods or something, or. Uh, it, it was another, it was supposed to be like another haunted house uh, story, but it was written specifically within this house. Cause I mean, we couldn't afford to, build sets right. so everything it, and it was like a certain look of the house and a certain everything you know yeah. and uh it was just written so specifically for that location that you know i i did pull a few things out from that script that ended up in this one um but uh it would have just been a whole different movie so we decided to just scrap that location interesting well, the cast was really good in this. Um, Laura Dueling was great. Frank as the police detective. Yep. Um, Adrian King. How did you get her? I mean, we're talking the final girl from the original Friday the 13th. How did how did you manage to get that casting done? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, so initially when I wrote the script, I just wrote it as 
uh, two male detectives. Um, I hadn't initially considered making it a female detective. And we knew from the beginning we wanted to get somebody from the horror genre. Uh, so I just I wrote the script two detectives, both male, and we started kicking around who we wanted it to be. And we were putting some names out and like nothing was kind of feeling right to us. And so we were trying to debate, OK, you know, who should we reach out to, how we want to handle this? And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Frank who said, you know, does it have to be a guy? And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. I hadn't really considered a female detective, but I don't, I don't see why not. There was nothing that, that really changed anything. And so once we started thinking about that, I was like, okay, well, we've got to get somebody that's like, you know, known in the industry. And, you know, there, there's obviously a lot of scream Queens out there, but, um, you know, Adrian King, she hasn't been in a lot recently. And, you know, she's starting to come back out and do stuff now, which is great. Yeah. But she, she was like top of our list. I was like, cause I'm a big, friday 13th fan i mean who isn't right right so i was like uh you know we we just came up with adrian king if she was like top of our list and we reached out to her agent her and her agent sent her the script and um she was on board like right away and you know it was a it was a small budget and we weren't offering her a large sum of money so i for one didn't know if she would say yes but um she read the script and she liked it so much that she she signed right on so that's awesome. And I like that these 80s screen queens are starting to come back now, like making like becoming more, you know, adult roles like Adrian King. We just recently had Tuesday night and Lisa Wilcox and the Bloody Man just a couple months ago. Um, so I'm glad that we're getting to see the resurgence of the 80s screen queens now, like in in our generation. And, you know, Adrian was phenomenal in this hands down. She just I loved her dialogue with um with Frank in the, in the diner scene. And they're just, you know, when they start talking and it's just the way she just brings herself out, I'm like, holy crap. Like you would never would have imagined this was the same person from Friday the 13th. She did such a tremendous job on this. Yeah. Yeah. She was great. And I think that was one of the things that was a, a, a different role. Cause uh, you know, it wasn't just like getting cast as a mother or something like that. You know, she got to play a detective, which is something that she hasn't done before. So she was able to, uh, you know, find something new in the script. And so, you know, she was pretty excited to jump on. So. Yeah. Uh, and I like the scares because they come out of nowhere. I like when Laura's talking on the phone and you don't really notice it until it's too late in the background. There's, there's the, uh, ghost. there's the ghost appearing. And I remember just going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was just like, that. that's just crazy. Um, and I saw that two actresses play Elizabeth. Um, so did they shoot their scenes separately in, in terms of the scares? Did you have one for one scare scene and, and another for the other? Yeah, so a lot of it came down to, so Jasmine Peck, who played uh, Elizabeth she, for some of the scenes, she did, uh, for anybody who's seen the movie, she did more of the, like, um, uh, physical stuff. I, I know it doesn't look like a lot, but, like, there's a backbend scene that she does, and um, Jasmine was able to do that stuff, so we brought her in for that. Uh, and then uh, Jenny played the a lot of, like, the close-up, uh, parts for uh, Elizabeth and some of it was just scheduling and needing to have two um, because even though there's not a ton of close-ups there is makeup work that was done and so being able to schedule the makeup and make all of that work um, we were on a very very tight shoot so you know that was that was a big part of it but sometimes it was just uh, out of um, you know necessity to kind of split it between two people so 
Yeah, and I think it worked because you couldn't tell you couldn't tell one difference between the other. Quite frankly, I think both both actresses were great in this. Yeah, yeah, no, they both did a great job. So uh, I was I was very happy to have both of them. So um, you mentioned it was a tight shoot. So how long did shooting take? And like, were there other any other major challenges that you faced during during production? Uh, I think so. Uh, I'm trying to think. We we ended up doing an extra day of pickups. So I'm trying to remember in total, but it was basically like a 14 day shoot. So, um, and yes, there was a number of times. I mean, anybody who's trying to make a film in 14 days is, it's not easy. Um, The the first, I think 11 days was the bulk of the film shooting with Laura. Um, And then uh, a couple of days with Adrian King and then uh, um, Brian Davis, uh, who plays the character of Christian, his scenes had to be shot in a different location. So he was additional days afterwards. Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always a challenge. We were on, you know, strict schedule. Um, It was a SAG shoot. So you're still bound kind of by SAG rules. Um, Even though it was like a micro budget shoot, it was still, you know, we, we had to work within those confines. So we had schedules that we, we had to hit each day. And um, really the biggest challenge was the apartment was on a busy main road. And uh, I had soundproofed it as much as possible leading up to the shoot. Um, I did, I did a lot of that myself, Nick and Frank helped as well. Um, But we were only able to soundproof it so much. So having to work with, uh, you know, cars outside, uh, music playing, all that kind of stuff, you know, having to reshoot scenes because of the sound. Uh, But the sound guys that we had on set were actually like really, really good. And they were able to, uh, um, you know, record in such a way that, you know, we didn't lose a lot of takes to sound, which is great. So. Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling you would have done all this yourself, considering you did the un, the impossible just a while ago with New York Ninja. Like you, I don't know how you accomplished that, like finding these movies and then decide, you know, deciding you're going to put the movie together and you made it into like a very coherent film with that one. I mean, uh, just and the, uh, what you did was ingenious hiring, getting Voyager to do the score and getting some of my favorite B movie actors. I grew up with the B movies, so I know like that entire cast doing the voiceovers they did they did a tremendous job on that especially don wilson is the john luro i mean thank you yeah that's just that's just amazing yeah so it's it's funny because i was actually editing this movie uh the dead girl in apartment three as we were starting new york ninja so they almost overlapped each other i know new york ninja ended up coming out first um but the dead girl in apartment three that i was almost working on the two of them at the same time. So uh, that was a little challenging, but uh, you know, I made I it work. I, I think you did. And I, and I think fans who, who love New York Ninja, they're going to be quite surprised that you actually did this horror movie. And I think they're going to have a great time when they see this. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because, you know, it's such a different tone. I mean, anybody who's seen New York Ninja knows it's like a, a, a wacky off the wall movie. And obviously I didn't, shoot for anybody who's listening to this who doesn't know what we're talking about new york ninja was originally shot in 1984 and was never finished and then um i work for a company called vinegar syndrome and we have 
we ended up finding in our film archive all the unedited camera rolls with no sound. And so I edited the film and try to make some sense out of this essentially failed production. And then we brought actors in to dub the voices. So um, obviously that wasn't fully my film in terms of the original directing. Uh, so it's, it's definitely like a sort of a silly, fun, you know, low budget movie in the vein of like Samurai Cop and, or, you know, Miami connection or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, up until then I had been making my own horror films. The dead girl in apartment three was my third feature. And I had been making these like sort of serious trying to make these like micro budget, you know, atmospheric kind of horror films. And, uh, so it, it is such a departure of tone and it's interesting because I finished the dead girl first, then worked on New York Ninja, but New York Ninja came out first and now, you know, the dead girl came out. And so, uh, it is such a departure of, of tone from anybody who's expecting anything like New York Ninja. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't expect it guys. I'll say this though, but he, this guy, this guy knows, he, he knows his hard. He did a great job on this just so you guys know. So I know there's going to be fans out there who, who, who are going to see the name. And they're going to think New York Ninja. Yeah, we're, but this is more about his horror film because he he did a great job with the, the Girl in Part 3. It's coming out August 9th. And what's next for you after this? Is there anything that you're working on in uh, any any projects on the horizon? That Yeah, nothing, nothing directly right now. But um, obviously, like I said, I work for Vinegar Syndrome. Um, we're working on potentially developing a project here i'm also actively looking for maybe another unfinished film that needs to be finished um i would love to find an unfinished horror film and be able to finish that that's like oh, that would be that would that'd be, be right super up your cool. alley that'd be, so, yeah, that's totally right up your alley if, yeah yeah we've I'll got be, some we've yeah. got some leads but nothing nothing cemented quite yet so i'm kind of leaving my options open and uh, for now i mean i've been just basically uh you know doing press and going to screenings for new york ninja and now you know doing press for the dead girl so let's yep. see where i go from here yep so dead girl in apartment three is coming out this tuesday and guys man if you like supernatural horror films and you like the atmospheric horror film you're going to want to see this one especially with the nice little twist ending because i'm not going to spoil it for you guys but it was mind-blowing to me and the, the scares are great too and curtis man keep doing what you're doing man keep rocking them out you are the man and i i, I had such a great time talking with you about this thank and you i i can't wait to see more of your stuff man and thank you i really appreciate it hopefully there'll be more to come all right everyone take care you guys have a great day thank you all right i hope you enjoyed that interview with curtis dealer it was great talking to him about both dead girl apartment three and a little bit about new york ninja well, The Dead Girl Apartment 3 will be out this Tuesday, August 9th. New York Ninja is now available on Blu-ray and DVD from Vinegar Syndrome. So if you're interested in that movie, go check it out. And also check out Dead Girl Apartment 3 when it comes out this Tuesday. Anyway, for a review of The Dead Girl Apartment 3, check out worldfilmgeek.com where you can see this review as well as other reviews, interviews, and features. And also check out the World Film Geek YouTube channel where you can see a video version of this interview as well as other exclusive interviews and other fun treats. So until then, take care guys and see you next time.